We've all heard the staggering numbers when it comes to businesses failing. 80% fail in the first five years, and of those that make it five years, 80% of those will fail in the next five years. I don't want to be a statistic and go out of business, so how do I avoid the most common causes? That's our question for this week. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. There's seven primary reasons a service business will fail. I call them the seven deadly defects. Today, we're going to talk about one of them, and this reason is perhaps the most obvious, but probably also the most misunderstood and the one that befuddles business owners and employees more than any other. This reason the businesses fail is because of a poor product, service, or customer experience. In other words, whatever you're selling doesn't make the customer happy. But people get tripped up here all the time. They focus on the service they provide in and of itself. They focus on the, the workmanship or the craftsmanship. Um, this is especially prevalent in trades and, uh, and, of course, service industries. Contractors, especially other people in trades and service industries, focus on being the best whatever in town. I want to be the best plumber in town. The problem is how many customers consciously look at the water heater that was installed to admire the workmanship of the plumber who put it in more than a day or two after the install was completed. Nobody, nobody ever goes out to look at the workmanship and how well the joints were soldered together and things like that on a water heater install for that plumber. That's just not how people operate. They value the experience much more than they value the product. This is a hard truth for all of us to accept because we're really proud of our business and we should be. We know we have the best widget out there, the best product out there, the best thing out there. And we want everybody else to know we have the best thing out there too. It's like our baby. The problem is at the end of the day, you're supposed to know your creator, trader craft. You're supposed to deliver what you will. You don't get extra points for doing that. You only lose points if you don't. You can try as hard as you want to raise the customer's appreciation of your product or service, but that's a futile effort. Our goal should be to enhance the experience that they have over enhancing the workmanship or the quality. Again, I'm not saying we should have poor quality and poor workmanship. I am just saying that having good quality and good workmanship is an expectation. It's not a benefit. We live in a world in which people expect their cable and internet to work. They expect their roof not to leak. They expect their car to run. They expect their power and water to work in their homes. We just don't get excited about that stuff anymore. We expect it. So when it stops working, we're frustrated that it doesn't work. You know, when the internet goes out, we're all frustrated that, that we don't have it. But when it comes back on, we don't, we don't spend minutes or hours or days being excited that our internet is back on. That's not how it works. We expect it. Therefore, our appreciation for it when we have it is very short-lived. The same goes for the products we're offering generally in service industries. 
contractors, home repair, auto repair, IT service providers, janitorial or or home cleaning, um, even professional services like CPAs, wedding photographers. We expect to have these things. So once we have them, we don't really appreciate and value them anymore. So when it comes to how a customer assesses their experience with our company, they really rely more on their appreciation of the experience they had than they do the craftsmanship or workmanship of the product they received. But most business owners and especially most employees don't really take the time to consider this. So they focus mostly on enhancing their workmanship, the quality, and they rely on the how good the product in and of itself is as the primary reason a customer should want to use their company. And that's just not the way it works. My Angela once wrote that um, she said, I have learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. And this is very true, even as it relates to running a service business. Think about this. How long after you've completed your service, do you think your customer will appreciate the technical work you've done? the specific workmanship or the technical work you did, how long afterwards do you think that they will really appreciate that? Some of it will depend on if you're providing a service that provides relief or provides excitement. Somebody getting a brand new deck that they've been wanting to have for five years is going to have a whole lot more appreciation for that than somebody getting their taxes done or having a roof leak fixed or something like that, right? So, of course, that's going to be a factor. But how long do you think for your service will your customers really appreciate the technical work you've done? How long will that relief or excitement last? Is it a few days, a few hours? But how long will they really be able to recall and appreciate the experience they had? Months? Years? I'll give you an example. I bought a boat um, six, seven years ago. Loved the boat when I had it. I had a great experience with the dealer. But when it came time for another boat, the, the boat that I had, you know, if I want to buy a boat in a couple more years, the boat would be, let's say, a seven-year-old boat. Well, my appreciation for that boat is not going to dictate whether I go back to that dealer or not. My experience with them is going to dictate if I go back to that particular dealer if I want to buy another boat. The same goes for service industries. Even though the product is a service, it works the same way. They expect the workmanship to be good. They expect us to fix whatever problem we said we were going to fix. We don't get bonus points for doing it extra good. That's not how it works. They expect us to solve their problem. Doing that is just the minimum expectation. Uh, and they're not going to go back and look at our workmanship and, and, and judge how we did things after the fact, unless you're talking about something artistic or whatever. For most of us, we're not in those kinds of artistic spaces. So rarely can you stand out by doing the task better. Um, in nearly every case of purchasing a product or service, the customer's appreciation of the product or service itself will decline over time, sometimes very rapidly, maybe a few minutes after you leave their house. If you've solved a problem that they're having, you fix an appliance. How long are they going to appreciate that appliance running? You know, a day or two maybe, but it's not going to be for six months. It's not going to be for three months. They're just not going to value that for very long. They will, however, value the experience. So, same for IT service providers and carpet cleaners and auto repair. Um, service companies don't generally go out of business because they're not good at their craft. Are there exceptions? Of course there's exceptions. So when I say one of the seven deadly defects is a poor product, service, or experience, it's not generally the product that is the problem. Most people who start a business in the service industry know their craft really well. They know their trade really well. That expertise is not the issue, generally speaking. 
They go out of business because the customer's experience is not good. Um, way more often than they go out of business because the technical craftsmanship or workmanship or the technical skill is not good. So what are we going to do about that? Our, well, first of all, our training needs to reflect this, right? So we need to identify for our customers how long they will have an appreciation for our trade, craft, or service. Uh, and we need to begin working this into our training to make sure our employees are aware that the experience matters at least as much as the craftsmanship, workmanship, or the technical abilities. So when I say think of, you know, we got to determine how long a customer will appreciate it. Well, let's do that. Um, again, if you're talking about something like a repair to something that is, is uh, an inconvenience for them, having a, a dishwasher not work that needs to be repaired is an inconvenience. That's not something somebody will be excited about. They're going to have a less um, long-term, they'll have a shorter uh, appreciation for that repair of a dishwasher than they will the new deck or getting a new um, landscape, you know, design or something like that. Um, the, the the appreciation for an inconvenience is going to be shorter than it is for something they've been really hoping for for a long time, like a, a kitchen remodel or something like that. So we want to identify how long that period of time is and identify how long the period of time they'll appreciate the experience they had, what is months, years, whatever, um, and begin working that into our daily conversations with our team. So our team becomes aware that this is what reality is, especially for people who are um, craftspeople, tradespeople, they believe most of the time that the most important thing is how well the workmanship and things like that is. And we just need to begin educating them that that's a factor for sure, but you're going to get way more bang for your buck if the customer has a great experience than if the technical skills were superior. We just get more out of the experiential um, uh, benefit for the customer than we do the technical stuff. So uh, figure out you know, how long that period of time is and start educating our team about that begin working this into our training, determine um, what the experiential opportunities and challenges we're going to face are. Like what are the things the customer really wants, hopes for, and wishes for? What are their fears and concerns? And then determine what percentage of our training should be focused on the experiential stuff versus the technical stuff. We can create an annual calendar uh, and we can plug in different training topics on our annual calendar, whether weekly, monthly, whatever frequency you do your training. And at the end of that, you can look at the whole training piece you have put together and make sure that you have the right percentage of training focused on the experience stuff versus workmanship or technical skills. Um, if, we, if we don't have the right mix, we can, of course, make adjustments. And some things we have to train often, way more often than we want. Certain things our employees are going to grasp really quickly and easily. Certain things are not. Those things that they're not, we have to train maybe every month, maybe every week, maybe every day for a while, Right. So the first thing we have to do, though, is to identify how long we know our customers will appreciate our trade or craft after the job is complete. And we have to be really honest about that. We have to put aside our own bias as far as how long people should appreciate what we offer and really be honest about what, what the reality is as far as how long they really do appreciate it versus what we wish they would do. And then begin working that into our, our everyday conversations with our team and especially our training with them. So that's the first step is to really identify what that looks like and begin working that into our conversations. So again, we're going to spend the next seven weeks talking about the most common reasons businesses fail. Uh, today we're talking about the, one of the most common reasons is because of a poor product service or customer experience. Most business owners and especially employees prioritize and make decisions based upon the assumption that the customer will appreciate the technical work more than the experience. And this is just not accurate. 
So we need to identify how long our customers will appreciate our, our particular trade or craft. Um, and we need to make sure our employees are aware of this. They get exposed to this idea that that is, you know, the, the technical um, solution, the appreciation for that is going to be a shorter period of time than the customer will appreciate the experience. I guarantee you, if you have a, uh, a plumbing is a great example because things are often buried or behind the wall. You know, you have a leak behind the wall. Um, the customer is never going to see that. They will absolutely, though, remember if the plumber returned their call or answered the phone or showed up on time. They will absolutely remember that stuff far longer than they will remember how well that repair is done that's behind the drywall. They're never going to see again. But this is just, it's not intuitive for us to think this way. So we, have to, we have to train this stuff. Um, so determine what the experiential opportunities and challenges are we're going to face, like what our customers' hopes and wishes and fears and concerns, and, and determine what percentage of our training over the course of a year should we focus on experience versus technical skills. Create our annual calendar to, and plug in the training topics for every week or month, and then look at that training calendar as a whole and make sure we're touching the experiential things often enough. Um, and again, just remembering some items will need to be trained every week or every month can't just do some of these things as a one and done or an annual kind of thing people forget and we just have to focus our training on things that are really important and oftentimes that's the experience so that's it for this week um please feel free to share this podcast with a friend or colleague who has a, is a business owner in the service industry and of course i want to say uh, uh thank you for all the five-star reviews we've gotten i really appreciate those tremendously um, if you haven't had time to do that yet, I'd sure appreciate it. Uh, give us a rating and a review. And uh, if you can spare a couple minutes, that would be fantastic. So that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us here on Service Industry Success. I'm Brian Harding, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>